Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's another beautiful Saturday in Pittsburgh, and this is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Bob Pompiani here, Nicholas Callas behind the glass. So will be taking your calls, and all you have to do to air your opinion is call 412-928-9370. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Peters Township, or visit them at southhillsjeep.com. Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly in our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway, Cochrane.com. Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com, home of the nightly sports call. Also, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. And if you want a place for a holiday get-together, go to Iron Rock. They got a second floor that's out of this world with fire pits, beautiful views, full bar, very private up there, Iron Rock Tap House. In the meantime, we're talking sports at 412-928-9370. That is the number to call, and we're going to begin with the Steelers and the predicament they're in. So, 2-6, and six, you heard Nick say, and I got Rizzo on Twitter hitting me up saying that's never happened before, and 2-6 and six team has never gone to the postseason, even as a wild card, uh, in the history of the league. Now, that's also before you add another game. So that may change eventually. But the bottom line is, how important is this for the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow? It's ultra important if you have any aspirations of getting there. The bottom line is, 2-6, and six, no history of getting to the postseason. 3-5, and five, there are a handful of teams that have made it from 3-5. and five. And either way, you're still fighting an uphill battle. That's why this game is so important. You'll see it on KDK-TV. Our coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. with a BetMGM Steelers kickoff show. NFL Today on CBS, followed by the kickoff at 1, and then two hours of postgame on Pittsburgh's KDKA-TV. In the meantime, in a 32-team NFL league, you look at the numbers and they're just not good. The Steelers are 31st in points. They're 30th in yards per game. They've lost five of their past six, and what they've done is not scored enough points. Pure and simple, they have not scored enough points. You've got to score points if you're going to win in this league, especially if your defense limits another team to 16, as they did last week. Uh, pure and simple, you've got to be able to do better than that. And they had opportunities last week once the defense shut them down. But, you know, the defense also gave up a 13-0 lead in the first three possessions. So they weren't, uh, you know, in a situation where they should be exonerated. They, they gave up 13 points right off the bat, put them in a hole that this offense was not capable of getting out. But they did shut the door after that. So what happens tomorrow? Well, a lot of it will depend on what happens today because 4 p.m. today is the deadline to activate players. We will know by 4 p.m. 
The Steelers would have landed in Philadelphia at that time. T.J. Watt is the big item here. Will he play, and can he be the single most reason why the Steelers somehow win? Well, if you've not paid attention, T.J. Watt is so important to the Steelers that without him, they've become a shell of themselves. And you wouldn't think one player had that kind of an impact, but everything goes around him. The defense has to be mindful of him at all times. They try to double-team him. That creates openings. And without him, they haven't been able to do that at all. And their sack quotient is way down. They haven't done a lot enough to really disrupt quarterbacks, other than Tom Brady, who can't get out of his own way. Um, and so now you have another guy who's very good at making things happen on the fly. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly, they say there. And Jalen Hurts can not only fly, but he can throw on the run and do some great things there. So that is a tough assignment. He's operating very efficiently right now. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people here, Nick, uh, are on down on the Steelers, as they should be, based on you know what's happened so far. But last year, Nick Sirianni, in his first year as a head coach, and a new quarterback in Jalen Hurts, they put him in, and you know they're two and five. People were doubting their offense. Want people fired? Get rid of him. Bring in another quarterback. Get rid of the offense. All these complaints happen in every city when things don't go well. So you're hearing them a lot here. And with regard to the play calling, it's absolutely merited. They've not done a good job. Matt Canada's offense has not been good enough uh, to put guys in position. Now they believe that this could be a breakout game for them. I'll wait and see because they haven't had opportunities uh, to do that, even though they have talented guys. I still believe they do, but they've ignored certain portions of the field that could make things easier on everybody else. But the Eagles were in the same exact situation. Then they stuck with their plan. They stuck with Jalen Hurts, and they turned things around. Uh, With Kenny Pickett, they're going to stick with Kenny Pickett, and that's fine. That's what they should do once they've put him in. But they've got to expand things and give him more opportunities to look down the field. And if they do that, they could have some success. I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow because their secondary, led by Darius Slay, is as good as any secondary in football. And so, you know, they pick up Robert Quinn, a tremendous pass rusher, 18 and a half sacks last year, although for some reason this year not so much. I don't know what happened there. But you put him with that group that they already have there, that is a difficult assignment for any offensive line, not to mention this offensive line. Shelby was talking about it uh and her show for the couple hours she was on that they've been talking about that this offense is going to break out. Like, I just want to see it at this point. Like my heart is ready to be broken by this team. I haven't lived in an era or I haven't lived so far where I remember the Steelers not pulling through and at least being competitive for a season. So it hurts. It hurts me because I'm only 23 and I don't, you know, I don't even remember. Well, this is my advice for you. Don't take this stuff so seriously. It's a game. I know you're invested in it. (laughs) I know, but (laughs) I'm ready to get it broken because, you know, I mean, uh, well, it's it's good. It'll be good for the franchise as a whole. Well, we'll see. I mean, then a lot of that becomes what decisions you make in the off season moving forward, and they have to make the right decisions on the right things that they need. And you can call some of that into question even most recently. Anyway, four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy is the number. We have that going on. And by the way, I never would have thought this because I said coming into this season, I thought the NFC West was going to be the most competitive division in football. Or the AFC West, I'm sorry. Uh, NFC West a couple years ago was. The AFC West, all these quarterbacks going to be so not at all. The best division in football right now is the NFC East, and you would never have ever predicted this. At least I wouldn't have. Uh, Their combined winning percentage, I looked at all these records, including the Giants, who have been one of the stunners of the season. 741 win percentage. That's 20-7 and overall in this division, right? That is 
the highest winning percentage by a single division through the first seven weeks of a season since all the way back in 2002. And who would have thought that it would have been the NFC East doing it? But they're doing it. And I'll tell you this, Philadelphia is going to be a tough test. When you look at what they got in skill position-wise with Miles Sanders running the football, A.J. Brown has been terrific since they gave him a ton of money. Uh, Devonta Smith has been outstanding. You knew he would be Dallas Goddard uh, as a tight end. And then on the other side of it, they got so many playmakers. Um, Gardner Johnson uh, has been a tremendous pickup. James Bradbury, again, somebody that they're, you know, Howie Roseman and company went out and acquired. Darius Slay had a it just goes on and on. They're a very good team. So we have that going on. We also have a big day of college football. Coming up at noon today, it's going to be uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Ohio State has been unbelievable. They're 100% in the red zone. No one stopped them yet. They're the only team left to convert everything in the red zone. How will Penn State do that, and can they match points? I don't think so. Pitt and North Carolina tonight, a big game for Pitt. They're 4-3 and three now. They look sloppy. Uh, Pat Narduzzi this week pretty much said, um, no one's beaten us. We're undefeated. We beat ourselves. Well, that's an indication that your coaching hasn't been very good then either. If you've beaten yourself, you're the head coach and you have guys on that team. If they're undefeated uh, and it's because of you, then you have problems on your coaching staff. I mean, how else do you – that was a very weird comment to me. But anyway, 412-928-9370. The other local game in West Virginia got their hands full with number 7 TCU. All of that going on today. In the meantime, let's get out to the lines. A lot of people have jumped on. J.D. in the North Hills is first up today. Hey, J.D., what's up? Morning, Bob. Yeah, you talked about Pitt, Penn State, and West Virginia. Let's take a look at all three. I mean, Pitt, like you said, was not using those comments. I mean, ring true. I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, Clovis has not been living up to the hype. I mean, Izzy's been bailing you out, and he's going to have to bail you out again tonight, obviously, against North Carolina. You've got Syracuse next week. Penn State, I mean, Franklin just cannot beat Ohio State and Michigan. He beats the other teams in the Big Ten, it seems like, with ease, Northwestern, Illinois, and all those schools, but he can't beat Michigan or them. And West Virginia, they're looking for a new coach, possibly after this season, with Jimbo Fisher being the top candidate. What do you think about that? Oh, Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> How much money is that guy going to make before he ever posts anything good, J.D.? I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I think Penn State's got their hands full. I mean, when you look at what Ryan Day has done uh, since taking over that program, 27-1 and in the, in the conference. Um, I think two, if I'm not mistaken, Big Ten championships, and they've gotten to the CFP playoffs twice also. So um, P- Penn State has just not won these kinds of games. 2-14 and 14 is the record for James Franklin against this sort of situation. Uh He's got to somehow do that at some point. You know, there have always been calls, well, don't give an extension. Give an, the extensions are given too easily today. You know, I look at Neil Brown in West Virginia, and I say, J.D., how does he get an extension after going 11 and 11 when Bill Stewart was forced to resign after going 27 and 12? You know? Yeah. I don't understand that because too many athletic directors are too quick to give extensions. Uh, yep. if, if the guy's worth it, he's worth it. Okay, fine. But if you're just going to give it, so that he doesn't get another job somewhere because his agent or somebody's agent is thrown out a rumor. Come on. And I think, you know, in some cases, it is malfunction on the pack of uh, of the athletic directors to start giving out all these extensions before anyone ever does anything. And it's the same with Narduzzi. I mean, Narduzzi is promising champion after championship. He's done one in the last uh, how many years he's been here. I mean, and it's the other thing, too, is with all these schools, they're playing usually tough teams, but they're also playing patsy teams early in the year, and that doesn't help your schedule. That doesn't help recruiting at all, in my opinion. No, I, you know, obviously last year was a tremendous season for them, and it was mostly traceable to Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison. Both are gone. 
And now yeah. Pitt is having struggles um, with their pass game especially. And you're right, the offensive line has not been very good. But Keaton Slovis has been ne- not anywhere near what I thought he would be. And I thought they'd make yep. a quarterback change last week, and they did not. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. But thanks for the I, call. I see a change tonight, Howard, but they're going to stay with Clovis. I mean, if he Clovis struggles again tonight, he's going to change. But right now I think the only bright spot this whole Pitt team has been Izzy. And if he's not up for one of the best running backs of the year, please somebody pinch me and tell me I'm wrong. Because yeah. right now I think he's been one of the few key bright spots in this team, keeping their heads above the water. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Doak Walker, materially right there. He leads the country in all-purpose yards or yards from scrimmage, both of those categories, I think, at 185 a game. Uh, but sooner or later, a team's going to try to take him away, and if they do, you better have somebody else come up and make a play, and that's where I think against North Carolina they could have some problems. North Carolina scores a lot of points. Pitt's going to have to match them if need be, and, and so is Penn State. They're going to have to – you can't slow Ohio State down to the point where you're going to stop them from scoring 21-plus points. They're going to score their points. Do you have enough? And Sean Clifford's coming off a you know, Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week with four touchdown passes. They're going to need that kind of effort again today from him. Let's go out to Jimmy in Pittsburgh. Jimmy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, thanks. On my way down to meet Adam Crawley, we won that contest. Uh, the, it's oh, contest. so you're going to sp- watch out. Adam is a wild man. Huh? You know, when he's hey. away, things happen. Hey, he picked the right <laughs> ones. We're going down. We're going to have a great time. We're on the turnpike now. It's a beautiful day. Um, took took my girlfriend Jenna to the game against the Buccaneers, her first game ever, and we went down there and beat Brady. But I had a one to make a point that we don't we don't talk about enough. Steelers aren't known for their special teams, right? You hear that coming out of Philly. Philly's always been known for their special teams play, but the Steelers in that game against the Bucks, I watched their special teams come come up and make plays and get that get that thing rolling for them. You know, um, we focus a lot on these offenses and defenses. And what I noticed in that Bucks game, though, with these guys like Josh Jackson, like, who the heck's this guy? Where did he come from? They, they held their ground, and that special teams made some plays, and that really gave a spark to what they were trying to do. You know, I think Pick, Pickett's come in and do, done a great job for a young quarterback um, just starting in the league, a right choice. Najee's got to pick it up. Um, and, and the defense, you know, got to get back together and get get Watt back on the field, you know. Yeah, uh, I, that's going to be the big question coming up today. And the special teams have been better, but Steven Stims is going to play this week, which is good because he was the guy who provided yeah, that 82-yard return. Even, even without, I'm, talk, I'm talking like the punt team, kickoff, all those, all those simple, those little things that happen in a game. It hasn't happened too much in the NFL in totality this year. I've seen big plays. We have one guy who's run 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 a uh, kickoff back. Um, I think that was Duvernay out in Baltimore. But with these other just logistics of football, those things are what keeps this this Steelers team in the game. And I think it's overlooked a lot. Those little parts of, of this team where they're still hanging in there. Yeah, they're not they're not with a winning schedule this year. But you know what? They're hanging in there, and they're playing tough. And I hear a lot of, uh, you know, Tomlin, all these guys coming down on these guys real hard. I just think these guys are trying to put something together. Their backs are against the wall in the league. And they, well, they just they need some more They put themselves in that position. Jim, have a good time over there. Go easy with Adam. I'll hey, appreciate it. Philadelphia. But you know what? Playing hard is not good enough. you got to win games. They're in the business of winning football games. And so far, they've been in short supply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everyone. Brought to you by PNC Bank. Number one, Cochran, Ireland Contracting, Iron Rock Tap House, and Greensburg as well. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We have a lot more coming up. I want to get into the Penguins and three straight regulation losses and how bad they've looked. Are they too old? Are they just not deep enough? They can't sustain injuries very well. We'll talk about the plight of the Penguins coming up. We'll also get into um, some of the other stuff going on today. But I'm going to just throw this out at you before I forget, since we were talking about college football, my upset special today will be West Virginia beating number 7 TCU. Uh, only because they're due to do it. They got robbed last week. I think TCU's coming off two emotional games, one in which they were down by 17, I think it was, to Kansas State, and one. I think they're due for one of those kinds of games. And Morgantown is a place you can do it. You can think that you're going to beat up on a team that just lost 48-10 to 10 last week, Texas Tech. Uh, Neil Brown's on the hot seat. Don't be surprised if they have a reaction today. And it's uh, something that, then again, I may be completely <laughs> idiotic for making this kind of prediction. But sooner or later, you got to go out on a limb on, on college football and pick something that's not going to go the way you think. And I think it's TCU is going to stumble a little bit today. So we'll see how that happens. In the meantime, uh, we were talking uh, football with the uh, Steelers and the topics on the table there concerning their offense, their defense, and T.J. Watt. Will he be activated? If you were in charge, would you activate him? And also the Eagles and how good they've been. And really the secret to them is simple. Um, it's old coach speak, but it's true. They just don't turn the ball over. They take it away from you. And they possess the ball. They averaged 71 plays per game. It's the third highest mark by a team that began the season 6-0 in NFL history. They also lead in time of possession, almost 34 minutes a game. That's how you win games. You keep your defense off the field and fresh. You possess the ball. You don't turn it over. And you do well in the red zone, which they've done. The Steelers have got to figure out a way to neutralize that. Back to the lines we go. Greg in Youngstown. Hello, Greg. What's up? Hey, Bob. <clears throat> you know, let, let me talk about the Steelers real quick. And I want to talk about three guys on this team who have destroyed the season. Najee Harris, Johnson, and Claypool. Harris does nothing as a running back. I mean, we should be able to give the guy the ball 25 to 30 times, and he should be able to carry our team. But he doesn't because he can't find a hole. Number two, Claypool can't run a route, can't catch a ball, falls down, and he can't block. I mean, I watch every game. And Johnson, Mr. Prima Donna, he makes a great catch, and then he doesn't come back in for a ball, doesn't run the right route, can't keep his feet in when, he, when the ball's thrown to him. I mean, these three guys who they 
paid money to or want to pay money to are costing us. And it's not Ticket. It's not the offensive line. It's these three clowns who are not producing. Well, I will agree. Uh, thanks, Greg, for the call with the uh, running back situation for sure. I think Najee Harris uh, is in a position where he should get better as the game goes on, given more activity, and it's just not happened that way. Uh, wide receivers have been very erratic. The best receiver of the group so far has been George Pickens. If you look at his catch ratio, he catches just about everything in sight. Uh, he doesn't drop the ball. He makes plays. He hasn't been used a lot uh, enough for me. I would use him and Fryermuth a lot more. Those other guys have got to just step up and, and make bigger plays. But you got to put him in position to make him too, and I think some of the play calling impacts that. So slant patterns feed Deontay Johnson. In stride, he can make things happen when he gets the ball. We have not seen that. They complained about no go routes, but they're actually third in the NFL in a number of go routes they call. They just haven't completed them. And that's partially on the quarterback. It's partially on the wide receiver. When they call them, they need to, to make them. But again, they're making life more difficult for themselves by not utilizing more of the field. And when you utilize, especially the middle of the field, things should open up on the outside of the field. The run game should do better. There are a lot of things uh, that they can do that make the defense you know, stress a little bit more. And so far, that's not been the case. Martin in Uniontown is next up here on the Bob Pompiani Show. What's up, Martin? Hey, Bob. How you doing this morning? What's going on? Well, Bob, I'll tell you what. I'm going to watch that Steelers game tomorrow. But like I said, just going to see what's going to happen. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles probably by seven points or so, but like I said, I'd like to see the Steelers win it tomorrow, but we'll see what happens. And as for the Penguins, I knew I knew that they might have a skid like this, but I hope it's not a long skid. That's the only thing. Well, I mean, you're going to go through ups and downs. It's the way they've lost these games. Um, you know, on this West Coast part of their trip, they started it with a, a win in Columbus, but then they go out to Edmonton, uh, and they let that game get away in the second period. They dominated them in the first period, and then they fell asleep in the second, and Edmonton has too many snipers, and, and they got five goals in that second period, game over. Then they go to Calgary, and it's a reverse of that. Calgary comes up, stampedes them, uh, you know, and, and they fall behind, and they can't catch it. And then last night, Vancouver was 1-5 going into that game. They had played the night before. They had travel issues getting back from Seattle. The Penguins had been in Vancouver for two days. They should have been fresh, jumped on them early, and they didn't. Another slow start. It makes you wonder about how essential it is for them to be completely healthy. There's no Jake Gensel right now. He's missed four straight games. There's no Jason Zucker. He's missed two or three. Gensel may play tonight, but we're not sure, and I don't know that they'd risk him so soon. But without those guys, it it really changes the dynamic of your top six and, six and your bottom six, and we've seen that on display. So they better be healthy come playoff time. We've seen in the last couple of years, they're an older team. Um, they should have had a much greater start than last night. Vancouver, a team teetering. And then the third period, Vancouver's one of the worst at, at giving up goals in the third period, yet the Penguins could not score in that third period, and they gave up two. So not good so far. They got another one tonight in Seattle. We'll see how they do. Thanks for the call, Martin. Let's go to the counselor who joins us here on the Fan Hotline. What's up, counselor? Good morning, Bob. How are you? What's up, man? My comment on the Steelers is the word kiss. You're going to run a snake. You don't need to do motion. It's not that. It's not rocket science. Okay. And if Kenny, if you can't believe, if you don't believe Kenny Pickett can get that one yard because he has to have somebody pushing from behind, then you give it to Najee Harris, the running back. But 
you, you don't need the motion shift. Okay. Well, yeah, Secondly, that's, that penalty was a killer, and so was the one after that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, is this. Um, Pickett will learn. He should have ran in that one position where he threw the, that interception. He had enough grass to get out and get out of bounds and give himself a new, give himself a new set of downs. That's an experience of a rookie. Well, that's also um, yeah, with a rookie with a, a wide receiver, and they don't know each other very well. You know, that's a broken play at that right. point. He's running. So now you're, it, it has nothing to do with patterns or anything else. It has to do with, okay, what do you expect him? What should he do? There was complete miscommunication there and thrown right to the Miami defender. So uh, you're right. That's part of learning and getting to know one another as an offense, I think. The other, my other comment on the Penguins is this. They are thin. As, as far as backups are concerned. I agree. Secondly, secondly, they have to – I don't know that they want – they will, and I don't know that Sullivan can make them. They have to change the way they want to play their their game. When they're up – When they're goals, up. I, counselor, they, I totally agree. I totally agree with that because uh, they don't know how to nurse a lead to play – to change styles – when they're in that situation. Uh, you can't keep playing the same way. Some people say, well, yeah, you can because you just don't want to. No, when, you have to be smart about it. And when they've gotten leads, I don't think they've been smart in how they've handled those leads in those situations. But to me, the biggest problem is they don't have enough depth. When Gensel goes out, you got to move uh, people up, whether that's Russ or whoever's the top line. Zucker's out, you got to move people to that line. Zucker's very important for Evgeny Malkin from what I've seen. They need him and his agitation skills more than even his goal scoring, but he is a pretty good goal scorer. But he's also injured all the time, and that's the problem. They knew that bringing him back, uh, and they have to they have to get healthy and play that way. 4-3-1 and one after a 4-0-1 oh, start is not very good, and in jeopardy of losing one tonight as well. As Seattle at home um, you know, had a day off, you'd think they'd be charged up for this game as well. It won't be easy for the Penguins before they return home on November the 1st. That's next Tuesday. we got to take a break here. Steel in Blahnox. Hang on. We're going to get to you when we come back. Also, some open lines for you to jump on at 412-928-9370. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about the Steelers and what they do with T.J. Watt. What do you think they should do? Call 412-928-9370 right here on Sports Radio 93.7. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back as we continue live right here at Sports Radio 93.7. The fan boy, is it a busy day? And I mean busy. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on with college football. Three interesting games as Ohio State is a 16-point favorite to beat Penn State at Penn State. Now, 
that seems like a lot of points, but if you've not paid attention, Ohio State is ripping everything else. They're off. They're averaging 50 points a game. 50. They beat a pretty good Iowa team, at least defensively, last week with ease at 54 to 10. I'm normally a guy who takes points all the time, but I am tempted to give those points and watch Ohio State continue to do what they've done all year. I don't know if Penn State can keep up with them. We will find out tonight. Of course, it's Pitt, North Carolina. We'll get you started at 5 there. Pitt is a two-point underdog. Mac Brown and his team, they're doing uh, pretty well after a, a kind of a shaky start, but they score a lot of points. That's going to be kind of a shootout of a game, and I don't know if the Pitt Panthers have the kind of firepower to keep up with them. They're going to try to run the ball, slow it down, ride Izzy, and but if they can't do that, then it falls on Keaton Slovis. And from what I've seen recently in their offensive pass game, it's not up to snuff. And the other one, as I said, I, I expect West Virginia to beat TCU. That'll be my upset special of the day. They're number seven in the country is TCU. They've come up very emotional games in which they trailed, had to exert a lot of uh, energy at the last minute to win those games. West Virginia stinks right now. They look like an easy team to beat, and therein lies potentially a trap game. We'll talk about that moving forward as well at 412-928-9370. And uh, we also will get back to the Steelers. I want to talk about uh, the World Series, which we haven't done at all. And what an amazing comeback it's been for the Philadelphia Phillies. They were down 5-zip last night, came back to win 6-5. to five. Some key parts of that game we'll get into. In the meantime, back to the Lions, Steel and Blonox. What's up, Steel? What's going on, Bob? What's going on with you? Well, you know, I'm getting uh, a little irritated hearing how uh, well this offensive line of the Steelers is playing because they're not playing well at all. I didn't say well. I uh, said better than I would have thought. Let's go into some, some statistics, too. Kevin Dawson, second in the league in penalties, and he's an offensive guard. I mean, offensive guards are nowhere near the top of the league in penalties. It's always tackles. This guy can't run block either. Um, Dan Moore, he's right behind him in penalties. So between the, between the two guys on the, on the left-hand side of the offensive line, 11 penalties already this year. And uh, Moore is ranked uh, near dead last in run right. blocking. Those penalties, by the um, way, are second worst in the NFL on that side of the line. So you're right. Well, but, I, but I'm talking so, about when you analyze this team offensively, is the first thing you're going to do and say offensive line? Because I'm not. Oh, yeah. Offensive line's the biggest problem. They, they don't even rank uh, very high on, on the pass protection, believe it or not, either. Well, if that's a question, what... why did they take Najee Harris first over in the first round of the draft? If he's supposed Everybody to be worthy of that, then they should have not taken – they should have gone offensive line, which is what I was saying at the time because I thought their offensive line needed to be rebuilt, but they didn't do that. If they thought so highly of Najee Harris, he should be able to make up yards on his own too, right? Uh, he's – you know, uh, I don't know if you're watching the game. I seldom see where there's some, some a couple times a game where there's some big holes where he does pick up some yardage. I mean, usually it's it's some tough tough yardage. Uh, the offensive line is awful at run blocking, near the near near the last in the league. Um, and then what happens is now they're able to uh, to focus on receivers. I mean, you look at some of these receivers; they're throwing the ball into double triple coverage because they don't need to put that much pressure on that offensive line because they stop. So now you can leave more guys back in coverage. Now you can, uh, you know, uh, not worry so much about having a blitz and all that because these guys aren't doing their job up front. That's what's causing all right. All so these based problems. on what you're saying, Steele, you have no problem with Matt Canada, and you're basing this mostly on Steelers' inadequacies in drafting. Well, I think they would be uh, better if they had a very good offensive line with Canada. Would he be the answer? No. I think they could do better on both fronts. Why would I have to pick and choose? I think they need a better offensive line, and I think they need a better coordinator, period. Right now, I think the option 
that I think would work, you know, if they really wanted to save the season. Obviously, you'd have to bring Watt back. Unless they say, hey, let's just go for the draft choice. That would be a way that they could, you know, maybe rack up a few more losses. Maybe, you know, uh, dial it in and, and say, hey, you know what, let's just get this drafted. But if they do bring back Watt, bring back Watt this week, then the, the way to get uh, some, some relief for that offensive line, he was awful, is you got to let Pickett run. The guy has legs. That would totally change the offense. Uh, it would totally give these other guys that are now dropping back in coverage uh, something else to watch. They would have to come up on the line now and watch Pickett, which is going to free up uh, some of these receivers from this double, triple coverage that they're throwing into. Well, it was certainly helping. Last week he had an opportunity to do that, um, and we'll see what they do this week. But I I totally agree with using Pickett's legs when necessary, and I think I would have some design plays for him as well. I would move things around. That's one way to help an offensive line. Thanks for the call, Steele. Let's go to Rob and O'Hara. Rob, what's up? How are you today? I'm good, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You know, when when you don't play your best players, you're tanking. And I'm so tired of hearing about, oh, we got to develop Kenny Pickett. This isn't a developmental league. We had that in your NFL. Europe did that. The way to develop the quarterbacks are in uh, camp and maybe on mop-up duty. But, you know, you've got a league where the, the average career is 3.3 years, and we're wasting everybody else's career trying to develop this. Yeah, guy. well, develop's the wrong word. I've used the word uh, kind of assimilate. You ha- as a young person, there is still time to get – used to the speed of the NFL and everything else. No, development is but, is not meant for guys to come in in a league where you're supposed to be judged by winning and and you know losses. That that to me it's it's about getting used to what the NFL is all about. You have to allot for some of that time. Guys do not come into the league. I don't care how well they are in college, how good they are in terms of their draft status. They struggle. Most of them struggle, and that's what we're talking about. Kenny Pickett is nothing more than a game manager. His arm. Oh, I disagree with that. Enough. I disagree with that. Well, I, I, that's my opinion. He, he he's a game manager. His arm's not strong enough, and his hands are too tiny. That has nothing when to do with When he throws the long throwing. ball, it floats and wobbles. We've lost winnable games while we have two veteran quarterbacks sitting on a bench. It makes no sense. Well, they Over lost games said, when Mitch remember, Trubisky was there too, Rob. I. Listen, you're not going to get me to say that uh, Kenny Pickett is not the kind of – he's not a game manager. He's one of these guys who goes out there, and I think he has a lot of uh, uh, guts in situations. He's willing to take on people in a run game when he decides to run. He's He's got smarts on his side. He's a very smart guy. He goes through his progress. He does all the things you're supposed to do. Again, though, for me, it just takes time. It takes time to not develop but to get on – you know, the NFL level of speed more than anything else, it takes time to figure that out. And, and that's what, when you see a, a young quarterback in there, that's what he's doing, especially a number one pick. It's not going to be smooth sailing. It never is. So I don't think he's at all a problem here. I think the problems lie deeper than that. So 412-928-937. Let's go to Ed in Cleveland before we go to a break. What's up, Ed? How you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you? Just let you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to you every week here in Cleveland. Uh, I, I really want to talk to you. I don't get a chance to call you as much as I'd like to, but I want to talk about Najee a little bit. I want to talk about a guy who's six foot one, six foot two, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. And every time I see this guy go after a quarterback or a safety, he's trying to hurdle the guy, spin on him, instead of dropping his shoulder like uh, a la Derrick Henry and, and 
and, and making these guys punish them for the fourth quarter. That, that's one of the weaknesses, I think. We're not, we're not punishing these guys, the corners, the safeties. And the fourth quarter, they're, they're not afraid of us anymore, Bob. And that's, that's, that's where I'm getting at. I just, I just want to make that statement about Najee. And I think, I think that's hurting our offense down the road in, in, in the fourth quarter, you know, and, and after that. Just a quick comment. Yeah, I listen to you I, I guys don't... every week. Ed, you're right about that. I don't like the jumping and hurling. That's become an in vogue thing to do. But it, you know, first of all, it exposes you to a risk that you don't need. Second of all, he's he's more of a, a plow. You know, I want to see him plow people. And I and I think the more you utilize him, hopefully that would happen. And 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 that's the hope design with a run game like that—a physical run game. You win the line and you dominate. Now you can say the offensive line hasn't been good, and I would agree. But my original point, and Robin O'Hare disagreed with this, is they are better than I thought they were going to be. I thought it was going to be a horrendous year for their offensive line. I'm agreeing with you that there, Bob. But the one thing is, I'm seeing more out of Jalen Warren dropping his shoulder and hitting the guy. This guy's only like five eight, two hundred and ten pounds. That's, yeah, and he's a very good the, blitz pickup. You know, he does a lot of good yeah, things there. So exactly. That's all, right. all I got. Thanks, I, I Ed. You every week, Bob. Appreciate Thanks. it. You got some good running backs in Cleveland. <laughs> They have the kind of run game the Steelers wish they had, and I think that's one of the goals still is to get that thing cranking, and we'll see if they can make a difference this coming week. 412-928-9370. Thank you to our sponsors, PNC Bank, number one, Cochrane. Also, Iron Rock Tap House. Go to Greensburg. Watch games in style, man. It's a great place to hang out at Iron Rock Tap House. Also, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, and Ireland Contracting. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 